Hey, what's up? And welcome to this episode of the Between Sermons podcast, where we are continuing the conversation from Sunday. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to have heard our sermon from Sunday, uh, but if you would like to, it is in uh, the show notes down below. It'll be linked. But uh, today, what we're going to do is we're going to continue this conversation from Sunday about being stuck. Uh, and, and a lot of times, uh, we always say in the show that when, when a preacher is up on a stage, it's a monologue, and we want to turn that monologue into a dialogue. And so I don't want to just talk to you. I want to have a conversation with my friend Joni. Uh, and so Joni is our executive producer. She's our, <laughs> our digital director of ministries here at CLC. And so uh, usually she's on the other side of the camera. But uh, yep. today, hate it for you. You have to talk to me. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go. Awesome. So uh, I, I don't even know where I want to jump in because this is kind of a, this is a big conversation, yeah. right? I mean, I, I think that a lot of people out there uh, experience frustration. They, they feel like they, they, they're stuck in a place in life. And it seems like no matter what they do, no matter what we do, it's just spinning your wheels, not really making any traction, not getting anywhere. And eventually you get to the point where you look around and you're like, man, I'm, I'm still in the same place. And I think for some people that can happen in a matter of, of months or years. For some people, it's like, man, I'm in the same place I was yesterday. Uh, this sucks. Like, I, I want to I see progress. Yes. Uh, and sometimes we can kind of beat ourselves up over getting stuck. Um, so kind of starting off, what, what's kind of your, your, your take on this whole subject matter of being stuck in life? I guess my take is... I think it's something that we all experience. It's something that everybody can relate to. So no matter where you're at in life, what stage, if you're if you're single, if you're married, if you're a parent, if you have no kids, if you're a grandparent, if um, no matter where you are, friendships, relationships, work, um, exercising, anything, literally anything, I think this topic can relate to anybody wherever they are in life. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, and the funny thing to me is like sometimes we think that if we would just get this thing in our lives then mm. we wouldn't be stuck anymore yeah uh but like then all of a sudden that just gives you a new area in life to be stuck in like yeah. i can't tell you how many people i've talked to that are single and they're like i'm just i'm 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 tired of the relationship relationship status that I'm in. I'm tired of just being stuck, you know, as a single person. They're like, if I could just marry somebody, I'd be unstuck. Yeah. And then I'll walk away from that conversation to a husband and wife that are like, we're just stuck in our marriage and it's just, it's not working. It's like, yeah. you know, getting unstuck in one area. A lot of times you just, you're just walking into another area of stuckness. Right. Uh, and so I think the real solution isn't just to, um, you know, never be stuck. I think the, the real goal in life is to know what to do and how to handle it when you're in that situation, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of it, honestly, can come back to redefining joy and fulfillment. I think a lot of times mm. we, we decide, hey, I, I feel stuck in this place because I don't feel fulfillment where I'm at. I don't yeah. feel joy where I'm at. Yeah. I, I feel frustrated with where I'm at. And I think sometimes it's a perspective shift that we need. Like, I don't know, I don't know about you, but have you ever been in that place where it's like, I, I really, I'm focused on this new car. I want this new car. Once I get this new car, I'm going to mm -hmm. be so happy. And you think that that one singular thing, like you're mentioning, yeah. like this, this one area, but that one singular thing is going to make me be, be happy and fulfilled and it's going to be everything I ever wanted and you get that car and you realize like hey life is still there and like those those issues that I yeah. had before still exist so I, yeah. I think sometimes we have to look at it with what, what's our perspective on it yeah what is that is that is that like um what's the phrase for that? that that's not projecting it's not really compensating but it's this idea of like uh, being able to identify what the real problem is yeah because uh, sometimes we look at something and we're like hey this is the problem if i can solve this then i'll be all right and the real problem is like been hiding in some like childhood trauma or something right. and and it's like man i could fix this issue yeah. but it's not really fixing the problem it's it's like taking some cold medicine that's going to make your nose stop running uh, but you still have the cold 
Right. Exactly. So treating the symptom, not the cause. Yeah. So I think we actually talked about that in a couple of things in the sermon of what to do when mm-hmm. we're feeling stuck. And um, I, I think one of the things that we talked about is is praying about it. I think it's the simplest solution, but it's the one that especially, I know for me personally, especially if I'm going through a rough time, if I'm feeling stuck in a place, mm-hmm. like my first response should be prayer. Yeah. It's not always <laughs> prayer. Um, so it kind of reminds me of a conversation that I had with my, my oldest daughter a couple weeks back. So she's a junior in college, has some big, big decisions to make for mm-hmm. when she graduates. And she's like, she has a couple options ahead of her. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know what to choose. I don't yeah. know where to go. I don't feel like there is a right answer. They all look good. And so I was like, well, <laughs> how much pray about it? Like, I will pray with you. I will pray yeah. for you. But I, you, you need to pray about this because there is somebody who does know the right answer. There is somebody who knows yeah. how to steer you through this decision-making process and to steer you through the situation. And so I think, A, we, we skip that sometimes, but B, we, yeah. we need to not skip that. And that needs to be our Absolutely. our first response, not our last resort. Love it. Uh, we, we steal that line from Chris Hodges all the time. You know, prayer should be your first response, not your last yeah. resort. Um, wh- what I love about this is that uh, as Christians, like we have hope. Like we, we yeah. have someone that we can go to. We have the Holy Spirit that's going to guide us and mentor us and, and coach mm-hmm. us. And yet I, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to a Christian that in the same place your daughter yeah. was like, hey, have you prayed about that? Have you yeah. asked God about that situation? It's like, well, you know, kind of, maybe, you know, well, you know, he hasn't really said anything. It's like, okay, well, when you're praying, what, what are you what are you doing? They're like, oh, well, I was just, you know, kind of listing out all the, the grievances I have and all the problems that are going on. And, and then I went, you know, I was doing that while I was driving to work and then I went to work and then I was distracted mm-hmm. and busy. It's like, you know, that's, it's not really a conversation with God at that point. Right. You know, when are you going to actually listen to what he has to say uh, and, and really kind of uh, process through that? And, and, and the biggest thing that I always tell people, if you want to hear God's voice, open your Bible, right? That's, that's where he speaks. That's, that's where yeah. we can be most assured. You know, how, how do I know it's, it's God's voice in my life and not just my voice? Or, right. you know, how do we, we say around here, you know, how do you know it's not just bad pizza? Right. Like you, you, it, the way you know if it's in the Bible or not. Right. Like that's, that's our go-to. And so uh, run into a lot of Christians that are stuck in a place, but they haven't talked to God. They haven't read their Bible. They haven't. They haven't seen. You know what? What does God have to say about this situation? And so they're stuck. But they're they're stuck because they've left God out of the equation. Yeah, I I definitely <laughs> relate with that. I see that in my own life. I see that in the lives of people around me. That's true. Yeah, I, I think sometimes though uh, that can't be. It doesn't end up being very encouraging. Right. <laughs> it feels like a bunch of spiritual concepts, and it <laughs> yeah. seems high and lofty. And oh, you're yeah, stuck. that's a great Just goal. Pray about it. It's a great goal, exactly. And then you get the Christianese, and then you get the you yeah. know super spiritual. Uh, advice from people and it's like okay I'm really hurting right now I'm in a really tough spot right now like yes I need to pray and I need to read my word but like also sometimes we need practical earthly earthly methods as well so after we pray and after we read our scripture you know God gives us he gives us wisdom he gives us people around us he gives us doctors and counselors and friends and people who can help speak into the situations that we're in so yes Prayer and Bible reading, A, first and foremost. Yeah. Also, God gave us wisdom and he gave wisdom to people around us as well. Give yeah. us brains. We should use them sometimes. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, asking God to heal your body, but not going to talk to your doctor. Right. Like, I think there is definitely a balance that has to be yeah. struck. Um, yeah. You know, we just want to address the idea of leaving God completely out of the equation is yeah. not a healthy way to go about things. For but sure. it, it does bring up another problem that, 
some people, the area of life that they're stuck in is the relationship with God. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I, I try and read my Bible, but it, it's boring. Or, hey, I yeah. try and pray, but I get 30 seconds in and, you know, I, I know I've got a million things I got to do. The dog's barking, the kids are crying, like I'm distracted. Um, I'm not praying as much as I want. Or somebody's like, look, I, I prayed for 30 minutes and it was just me talking to the wall. And I mm-hmm. felt I didn't feel God's presence. He didn't speak to me. I didn't get any clarity on the situation. Yeah. Didn't get didn't find any freedom. It was it was a, like it was a waste of my time. Like, yeah. So what do you what do you do for people that are in a place where the stuck area is their relationship with God? It, it reminds me of a quote from a mentor I had a long time ago, and she said, right actions eventually bring about right emotions. Mm. And so for that, it's like, I think it's doing what you know is right, even if you don't feel it in the moment, even if you don't mm. feel like praying in the moment, even if you don't feel like reading your scripture in the moment, but does feel like you're just talking to a blank wall. Keep doing the right things. Keep doing the right things. And eventually you'll catch up. You'll get there. You'll get around to it. Because prayer and reading scripture is never going to steer you wrong. Like it's never going to steer you wrong. Ignoring those things, like that can put you in a bad place. But um, I think first, if if you're feeling stuck in your relationship with the Lord, do the right things. Do the things that you know you Mm -hmm. need to be doing and work towards getting your emotions where they need to be. I know for me personally, um, recently I've been experiencing some stuckness myself, but one of the things that I've been experiencing some stuckness is I've noticed, like we just did, um, we had a staff meeting this morning, right? And so in our staff meeting, we we talked about some different areas that we were stuck in. And so one of those areas was with God. Where do you feel stuck with God? And um, for me, I, I realized a certain area that I felt stuck with God in. So I went and I picked up a book on that resource. I was like, okay, I need to know God in this aspect. I'm not currently seeing him operate in my life in this aspect. I don't know him deeply in this area so picked up a book on on how to see god as father because for me personally you know history didn't have a father going up so i don't really know what that relationship looks like here on earth but god is mentioned as father so many times in scripture but i realize i don't have a super great understanding of what that actually looks like in practice in my life in a healthy way in a healthy way yes so my my experience is jacked up it's dysfunctional but i know that god is a loving perfect father so what does that look like so picked up this book on seeing god as abba and so going through it still working through it and i've i've learned so much so i think it's you have to identify those areas that you are stuck like is are you stuck with with prayer pick up a book on how to do how to pray like like there are great resources out there. One of my favorite books on prayer is called Handbook to Prayer by Kenneth Boa. And it gives you like a daily template to like do prayer and Thanksgiving and supplication and praying for other people. And so it kind of walks you through this, this template of how nice. and what to pray about. So not specific entire prayers, but it gives you a direction. So I would say identify those areas that you're feeling stuck in and learn learn yeah. how to to grow in those those areas no I, I love so you start off by talking the what's what's the quote from your mentor the right actions eventually, eventually bring about right emotions yeah that's beautiful i yeah. love it and and it, it reminded me of something that we tell people is uh i don't even remember who gets credit for this one but it's uh there's only two times that you should pray uh when you feel like it and when you don't yeah uh like i love that it's, it's yeah. the brilliance of sometimes you just got to do the right things um, and, and a lot of times we, we end up getting stuck in life, but there, there are some clear things that we can be doing to get unstuck, but it's going to take work. Yeah. Like you're, you're going to have to get to work and it means you got to buy the book and you got to actually read it. Right. You know, so yes. I, Having I'm, it on your Amazon cart is okay, guilty. but Man, <laughs> I am so guilty of buying books and never even opening them up. Yeah. And so like, I've got a library that's filled with books and people are like, wow, you read so much. I'm like, no, I just buy a lot of books. <laughs> like I need to do better in this area. Um, 
but the the reality is it's it's not enough just to you know we talked about on sunday not enough just to identify a plan yeah but you got to put it to work. Like right. There, there's action steps that have to be followed. Right. And 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 like you said, you, you do the right thing. You do the things that you know you're supposed to do. Uh, and eventually that's going to lead you. Now, the eventually, it may take some time. Right. Like it, it, it may not be overnight. Right. And spoiler, it's probably not going to be your time frame. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like I want to be unstuck today. Yes. And it's like, okay, sure. Well, hey, how do you define stuck? Right. Like. Um, so if, if you're saying, Hey, I'm stuck here and I want to be here. So when you make it here, is that, is that unstuck enough? Like it, when you, when you make it, you know, you want to go a mile and you've made it 10 feet. Are you still technically stuck at that point? Mm. I don't think you are. Mm. I, I would argue, yeah, you're not where you want to be, but you're not where you used to be either. Yeah. And you're making progress. Right. And, and so, uh, there's, there's a quote that says, you know, a lot of people will, uh, overestimate what they can do in, um, a few minutes and underestimate what they can do in a few Ooh. years. Um, and so it's just this idea of, look, just, uh, plod, <laughs> you know, put one foot in front of the other, do what you're supposed to do, walk yeah. it out. And over time, you're going to see, look, you made a tiny step of progress. Let's right. celebrate that. Right. Like, let's let's fix our focus so that, like, the, you're not so discouraged in, man, I'm, I didn't make it a mile today. Yeah, but you made it 100 feet. Yeah. And I, awesome. I think especially here in <laughs> in our Western American culture, we are so impatient. Like we have a microwave, we have an instant pot, we have an air fryer. Like literally, how can I do everything quickly? I love it. I love it. So I, I think it's that impatience of okay, I'm just ready to move on. Like I'm ready to, you know, you can do everything from your phone. You can order a car. You can order food. You can order groceries. Like everything is instant. And so I think. Sometimes we have we have processes that the Lord wants us to walk through, whether it's to teach us something, whether it's to show us something, whether it's to help our testimony grow so that we can speak into other people's lives. Whatever that reason is that we may not know the answer to, things take time. Like okay. things take time. And I, I think we can just get so impatient. We just want to rush past the the lessons and the blessings that the Lord might have waiting for us right there in the valley and miss and miss what he has for us yeah. by just trying to get past it. Nice. I love it. So I, I think we're, we're identifying some stuff that, that's simple things, but it's, I, I think it's effective, you know, start with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really should be the, the answer to yeah. every problem, every question. Uh, you know, you probably just learn that and you'll be all right in life. Like start with God uh, and see where that takes you. Uh, Cause usually he'll take you pretty far. Yeah. Uh, so we start with God, but then, you know, you've, you've got to have a plan. You got to have a process of, of, of getting unstuck. Okay. What are the things that I haven't been doing that I need to start doing? What are the things that I can learn about this, you know, buy the book, but then read it and then, and then <laughs> take it the next step and actually put it into practice. Right. Uh, you know, like there, there's, there's, there's action steps to, to all of this. It's, it's getting around the right people. It's, it's getting the right voices into your life that are going to be an encouragement to you and not a discouragement. Uh, you know, we talked about on Sunday that, you know, not everybody wants to see you succeed. Uh, and I think that there's a lot of, of that people that have, true. that have friends that, Man, it, you're friends because you went through the same situation together, mm-hmm. uh, but now you're ready to to move beyond it, and yeah. they're not. Yeah. Uh, and so sometimes the people in our lives are actually the ones that can kind of keep us stuck. 
Right. And and I, I hate to say it so bluntly because we love people and, and, yeah. and you, you don't want to just abandon people. You want to help bring them along. Right. But the reality is, and, and there's been some relationships in my own life that I've, I've cut off because yep. it was just like, I'm looking around and it's like, you're not making progress the way I want to make progress right. and, and you're okay with it. And I'm not. And so like, Hey, I'm, I'm fine being stuck with somebody else. That's like, I feel stuck in this area and I want to, I want to get, get unstuck. Yep, let's grow. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let, mm-hmm. Let's go to the gym together. Right. You know, but if it's somebody that's like, hey, I, I want to go to the gym and the other person's like, I want to go to the all that you can eat buffet. <laughs> like <laughs> at some point, like that doesn't that doesn't match up. Right. Uh, and so you got to get around the right people in your life. Have you have you ever run into that? Have you ever experienced like relationships that you looking back on it? You're like, they were keeping me back. Yeah. So I, I have a certain not going to name names. So there, there's a certain relationship that pops into mind. And these were um, these are some really close friends of of me and Brett, so me and my husband, really close friends of ours for for years. And it's been probably seven or eight years since we've even spoken. And so like when we were first married, we were together all the time, multiple times a week, every weekend, like doing everything that we could possibly do together. And then there just came a point where our our priorities did not align anymore. So we weren't in the same place. Our goals weren't the same. Our focuses weren't the same. And so we realized like, okay, this it's time to find a new relationship and that's it's hard it's painful especially when you have when you have a friendship or a relationship that you've invested so much time and emotional energy into and to have to come to that place of realization of this is not healthy for me this is not serving me this is not allowing me to grow and and to be all that I'm called to be um yeah we have to make those tough decisions and cut things off sometimes so I've I've done that I felt that I feel that right now talking about it that that sadness of missing that relationship but knowing that it's okay. Like it was for the best that, that we've, we've gone our separate ways. Yeah. So, and I think as believers, we're going to probably experience that more than, uh, than an unbeliever would. Yeah. Um, just because, uh, you know, in our, in our walk with God, cause I've, I've experienced that where I had Christian friends that were like, my relationship with God, it's okay where it is. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want any more. And I'm like, I want more. Right. Like I, I I want more than just attending church on, on the, random Sundays when I feel like it. I want, I want more than just, you know, reading a, you know, a super, I don't know, encouraging verse. The verse of the day. Yeah. Like it's just, this is the thing that's going to make you feel good, but you didn't really read the context. You didn't really read the chapter. You didn't read Mm -hmm. the the book. You don't, you can't quote it. You don't know where it's from. It's just, it made me feel good in the moment. Like that level of Christianity. I'm sorry. It's not enough for me. Like I I want more. And and I think that a lot of us uh, are in that same place where we want more. And because we want more, um, you're going to end up around the, the, the kind of people that also want more. Yeah. Uh, you got you to gotta do that intentionally. For sure. You get around the people who are, are going to help push you. And then there comes a time when you get to help push them. And yeah. so when you when you get with like-minded people, not everybody's always 100% all the time. But together, you get to be 100% for each other and, yeah. and help fill in those gaps. And somebody else needs that push. Yeah. So where do you, where do you find those people? So, Brent, if I'm stuck... <laughs> I got Where do you get the no right idea. People? Where do you get the right people? Man, uh, so depends on where you are. Um, uh, so if you're a CLCer, which I imagine a lot of the people watching this uh, podcast are a part of our church, um, but at any church you're at, I think is going to have sim- systems for this. So the systems for us are twofold. One is life groups and one is dream teams. So dream teams, that's what we call what thousands of churches across the country call our volunteer teams, mm-hmm. uh, the dream team. And so 
when you're serving with somebody on a team, you're, first of all, you probably chose that team to serve in because you have an interest in it. Right. They probably chose that team because they have an interest in it, which means, ta-da, you're now with a group of people that have a shared interest. <laughs> right. Right. Yep. Like it's, it's, it's why like children's ministry people become like good friends and youth ministry people become good friends and worship ministry people become good friends. Cause it's like, Hey, we, we have a passion yep. for something and now we're using it together. Yeah. Like it's, it's easy for like the production team to hang out after work because like, Hey, we, we like tech, we like production, we like creativity, we like all this stuff. And so we're going to go to the movies because we're going to we're going to experience that out there. And so uh, serving on a team with people really is a great starting point because you're already matching um, shared interest. Um, and especially because you're in a church setting. So now you've got you're aligned in your relationship with mm-hmm. God. Uh, you're you're trying to serve, which means you're trying to grow in your relationship with God. You're taking that next intentional step. So now you're matching that with the person. Uh, and then it's a shared interest. Like it's just it's almost like a no brainer at that point. Uh, and then the other uh, system that we have is our small group system, which we call life groups. And um, like for me personally, I, I love my life group. Uh, you come to it every once in a while. Every once in a while. Um, you, know, it, it, you do live like an hour and a half away. So <laughs> I, I understand you're not there all the time. Uh, but uh, what I love about our group is that it's it's we call it family night. It's completely social. Um, you know, there's every once in a while we'll try and like add some spiritual component to it. Asa makes us pray. Yeah. Asa makes us pray. Uh, (laughs) you know, uh, they'll complain that we're like, Hey, all we did was eat food and play games. Like, Hey, can we, can we work on our marriages or something? So we'll, we'll add some component to it. And what's super, uh, humbling for me is I I think in a lot of situations, people will be like, well, the, the pastor should be the most spiritual person, uh, in the group, but I'm encouraged and I'm challenged by the people that I'm in, in the group with, you know, you talked a second ago about sometimes you're the one needing to be encouraged or you're the one needing to get unstuck and sometimes you're the person that's helping someone else do that and and i've seen you know i i think that uh my wife and i we have a great marriage and we've got great kids but then we'll be sitting in a room and somebody will be talking about something they did with their kids that was so intentional and so purposeful and i'm just like man i never even thought about doing that like we gotta we gotta start doing that like today uh and so i love just the community aspect of that that uh, just because one person's the pastor and somebody else isn't doesn't mean anything. Like it's just all of us are on this path together. We're all yeah. trying to get closer to God. And and if you get, uh, you know, what, what's the the old term is we're we're all just beggars uh, in search of bread. Yeah. And like if you found some bread, share it with the group. <laughs> you know, like all of us need that encouragement. There there is a quote, and I cannot remember. I want to say it's a John Maxwell quote, quote. He talks about vulnerability. People connect with you through your your weaknesses, they, okay. they, there, there's something about strengths, like you grow through your strengths, but people uh-huh. will really connect with you. Yes, you, that is a Maxwell. Is a Maxwell quote. Uh, oh, what's the I quote? Don't, I don't remember. I, can't, I told you I was going to forget it. the quotes today, but it's so true because we can have all the knowledge in the world. Okay, we have yeah. Google, we have Chat GPT nowadays. Like you can go and find out literally anything you want to find out. Yeah. So, so knowledge is there, but you you can spit knowledge as much as you want, but people do not trust you people don't necessarily take it to heart until they can see that you're a real person and that you're vulnerable and so i i love that aspect of talking about small groups for growth because at least in in our small group and i know many most of the small groups here at clc i'm going to guarantee you have that aspect of vulnerability where you can be real and you can be open with people and you get to see pastors and leaders in people who serve and people who attend 
everybody's on the same same level playing field and we yeah. all have struggles we all have areas that we need to grow in but being honest about those things and open about those things that lets somebody else know that they're safe to also be honest and open and yeah. vulnerable about their issues and once you bring light to that you can grow so you're never going to grow in an area until you recognize that it's an area you need to grow in right yep 100 percent. you can't fix a problem if you don't know it's a problem yep. Yeah. So uh, just real quick for, for anybody that's not necessarily a part of uh, our church, CLC, um, get up, get connected to a local church that offers those two things, C- community and a small group system of some kind. And every church approaches that slightly different. I don't think the, the, the way you do it matters. Mm-hmm. I think just the fact that you're doing it matters. Yeah. So find a church where uh, you can get into a small group and find a church where you can serve. Because I, I think that when you're doing those two things, it puts you into uh, community spaces. Uh, and, and not every community is going to be the right community. You know, not every team that you serve on is going to be the right mm-hmm. team. You know, I, I tell people around here that uh, our dream teams are like shoes. Uh, try a pair on. If you like them, awesome. If you put them on, you walk a, a few feet and you're like, oh, these hurt or I don't like these or this isn't the right fit for me. That's no problem. Try a different pair of shoes. We just don't want anybody walking around barefoot. Yep. Uh, and so find a church where you can you can get connected, a part of a community. Um, I think the biggest danger in feeling stuck is this um this kind of push to isolation that we get stuck and and we almost withdraw within ourselves yeah uh and part of that is frustration part of that is fear part of that is worry of what is somebody gonna say there everybody is celebrating all of other people's successes mm. i don't have any of those everybody's gonna be judging me and and so we we withdraw in those moments and that that is, is the killer yeah, that, that's the thing that, that takes you out of the game that, yep. that wrecks it. And, yep. you know, you can be stuck in a lot of areas of your life. Just don't be stuck alone. Yeah. Like find people that will help you get through it. Yeah. And I, I can honestly say that I'm guilty of that. It's it's such a I think it's such a natural thing to want to do yeah. is you're you're going Absolutely. through something and you're dealing with something and just you want to withdraw. And it's not the It's not the right thing. I mean, out in the wild, you have animals. And what do what the lions try to do? They try to get you alone. It's, yeah. it's lions, right? They, they get you alone because once you're alone, you're easy yep. prey. And so having that community around you is great. And you mentioned serving on a dream team. And as <laughs> I don't know if anybody else has experienced this, but as an adult, it can be really hard to find new friends sometimes. I mean, we're Absolutely. not in school anymore. We're not, you know, constantly around other people. Look, so. I'm an adult and I'm an introvert. <laughs> like, come on now. <laughs> so it like it is hard. It is hard to find like good people to have as friends and so I I loved how you mentioned you're going to have a common interest you're serving on a dream team you probably have at least one common interest on that team but there's probably going to be a ton more interests that you share so it's a great incubator for for relationships it's a great incubator to be able to connect with other people so yeah love that get in community serve Mm -hmm. on a dream team get in a life group you you need to be surrounded don't don't do life alone that's it don't do life alone pretty simple right all right, so we're 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 going to God first. We're working out this plan in our lives. We're getting the resources that we need. We're getting around the right people. Uh, where do you go from there? If, nope. if you're still stuck at that point, you don't give up. Hey, I love it. You don't give up. Yeah, there's a Bible verse for that. Do you know what it is? Don't give up. <laughs> <laughs> My references today are awful. Awful. It's uh, it's in Galatians. I don't even remember the. Oh, the and it's in Galatians. I, 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 I memorized Galatians. I, I used it yesterday. Um, but uh, so Galatians talks about um, uh, don't grow weary in in doing good. That's true. For at just the right yep. moment, you reap a harvest if yep. you don't give up. Don't give up. Yeah. There's a lesson here. Keep keep putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Keep working through it. Um, I know it sucks. We we recognize it sucks because we've we've both been stuck. Yeah. 
Um, there's area of my life right now that I feel stuck yeah. in, uh, and I'm, I'm working through it. And, and I have to even encourage myself that Brent, you're, you're not really all that stuck. Mm. And, and this is something I love for us to talk about this a little bit. So, uh, I kind of, I've, I've identified three, I don't know if I call them areas or reasons or kind of three whys I feel stuck or I get stuck. Uh, and I would love to get your kind of take on this. And then maybe you've got like a four and a five or a seven uh, to add to it. Or maybe you're just like, yeah, no, those are the three. That's the same That's thing it. for me. Got it. Uh, so, so number one, number one reason why I feel stuck um, or I get stuck is it, I don't even know how to phrase this because uh, it's kind of an oxymoron. Um, I'm not. Uh, and so, so let me, let me unpack that a little bit. Uh, cause I, I see your eyes looking at me like, what the heck is he talking about? No, I, I, yeah, I think you, I, I, think I know where you're with going. Me? Okay. I think I know where you're going. So, so a lot of times I, I look at a situation and I'm like, I'm stuck, but in reality, I'm not what, what's happened is, um, I'm focused on the wrong thing. Uh, and for me, it, it's a comparison issue. Mm. Uh, and so I think I'm stuck because the progress I see in my life doesn't match the progress I see in other people's lives. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I, I, man, it's the most dangerous. I, I think I tweeted this out, tweeted. I'm not even on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying here. Status I, updated. I posted it? on the gram. On the gram. Uh, super trendy, guys. Follow uh, at Brent McQuay. <laughs> is that, I don't even know if that's I, my I thing. So. Um, anyways, my thing. I don't even know the, these terminology. Handle. If you ever thought that your pastor was a cool guy, he's not. Um, Anyways, I posted this on some social media platform on Easter, uh, a warning to other pastors simply because I knew I needed it. Yeah. Like it was, it was one of those where it was like, I was, I was praying and I was reminding myself and I was like, let me remind somebody else that, that maybe need to hear this. But, uh, comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. And there's so many times, especially as a pastor, as, as a preacher, but I, I see this in everybody's life where we compare what we have or what we're going through to what somebody else has and what somebody else is going through. Yeah. And so like I I can I can look at our like Easter services and be like, "Man, we're we're beyond capacity for two of our three services." Yeah, but that third service was like half full. And then I get a a, a text message from a friend that's like, "Man, we had like 30,000 people." And I'm like, "Man, I would have been happy with 3,000." And then I got friends that are like, "I would have been happy with 300." Mm. I I got friends that would have been happy with 30. Yeah. But if all of us are comparing ourselves to each other or to others, it's like, okay, so all of us are stuck except for the one guy that had 300,000 people. Mm. Uh, you yeah. know, that, that's, that's horrible. And, and we, I, I end up, I can't even say we, cause I don't know if this is anybody but me, but I, I end up getting to a place where like, I'm so stuck in this area of my life because I'm not where somebody else is. Right. And I, we mentioned this, we were, we were chatting a little bit before we started recording today, but you cannot compare your tomorrow to somebody's yesterday. Mm. And I, I absolutely mm. love that because you don't know how much, you don't know what went into them getting to where they are yeah. today. Your today and their today don't necessarily match up on the timeline. Yeah. So it's... You, you can't compare their 10 or 15 or 20 years of preparation yeah. with your five or 10 years of preparation. Yep. You don't know what in, went into where they are right now. Just because yep. you're in the same time doesn't mean that you're in the same timeline yeah. of where you're lining up at. Yeah. And, and I think that sometimes there's, there's a, there's a struggle or there's a, there's a test or there's even favor that's on somebody's life that we don't recognize that we don't mm. know. Yep. Um, and so we're, we're just comparing the, the, the highlight reel. Yep. And oh, it's like, yes. man, that, that person may even be jealous of, of the relationship you have with your wife right. because you, you guys are so healthy and so good. Uh, and all you're seeing is is the Instagram reel oh, or, yeah. or whatever. And it's just like, man, comparison really is a trap. And it, it is. It robs it us of so thief. much. And, and so often 
you're not even stuck. You think you are. Right now, you may be listening to this podcast. You're like, I'm stuck in this area of your life, of, of my life. You're not. You're you're not. like. Stop comparing. Just stop comparing. Stop comparing. Like, your progress is happening. Understand that, and it's okay. Uh, and so that's one area uh, where, where I feel like I get stuck. Uh, second area is um, I get stuck when I'm not doing what I know I'm supposed to be doing. Ooh. Um, so I don't know if that ever happens to you, but it's like um, I'm obedient all the time, 100 <laughs> percent every day. It's like, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in my relationship with God. Mm. It's like, well, I also haven't been reading my Bible. Mm. I also haven't been doing worship outside of like Sundays mm. or I haven't been praying every day. And it's just like, OK, I'm stuck. But I'm stuck because I know I haven't been doing what I know I'm supposed to do. Like, I remember uh, my wife and I, we got stuck in our finances for a while. And it was just like debt just kept growing. And it was, it was all this stuff. And it was like, I kept talking to my wife. And I'm like, man, I, I know we need to get a budget. Like, I, I know we need to. But that just seems so scary. And like, putting it all on paper, like knowing how poor we are, like, mm. oh, like yeah. that doesn't feel good. I don't want to do that. So avoiding the reality that. instead of facing the reality. Yes, exactly. Okay. And so it's like, we were having all these conversations about how our finances were a mess and, and how our debt just kept growing. Mm but we weren't doing the thing that we knew we needed to do. And it was like, look, I know the solution to this problem. I'm just, I'm refusing to do it. And that's why I feel stuck. And I think that that, that affects people outside of just finances or or, or relationship with God or, or whatever. But it's, oh, yeah. it's like every year of our lives, like, you know the stuff that you're supposed to be doing. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's so much easier to avoid it. <laughs> it's so much easier to just turn your blind eye and be like, okay, la, 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 la. It's not there. It doesn't exist. But it does. And yeah. it's going to affect you whether or not you want to recognize it. Yeah. And so I got one more area, my third area where, where I recognize I get stuck. Um, and that is when I hit a wall. Um, and so this is going to go back to my high school days. Okay. We're going uh, way back. We're going way back. This is like, I don't know, a lot I, I just, of years ago. I didn't ago. call my boss old just now. It was, now. It was many, many years ago. Uh, I was in high school. Uh, I know you can't tell by looking at me, but I was a football player pretty much lived in the gym uh like it that was my obsession that was my passion was football and so uh, one of our coaches uh for the team i played for would uh fill out our workout sheets for us okay and the idea was every every exercise that we do there was three sets that we would do um and first set was like almost like a warm-up second set was basically your your max but that you could honestly complete every time you were mm. in the gym the third one was literally on the paper for you to fail. Yep. Like it was just, yep. you're going to, you're going to try this. You're not going to be able to do it. And so he would give us that sheet and we would fill it out. We'd do the exercises and we'd turn it back into him. And so if you got to the point where your third set was some, you actually succeeded in it. The next time you came in, your third set was now your second set. Mm. Uh, and your second set was now your first set. And then he would add a new goal that you were not going to be able to succeed in and you would you would try and try and try and over time you'd finally do it well i remember one time i don't remember it was it was my squat i don't remember the number uh but it was like i was stuck on this number for like two months oh wow and it was it, i was getting embarrassed like everybody else is seeing progress like at one point like coach pulled me aside he's like dude are you skipping workouts like you, you, and I, it was like I, i'm like i hit a wall like i i don't know what happened uh, and so he took me aside and he explained, he's like, Hey, that's, that's normal. That's, that's natural. Everybody hits a wall. And, and we kind of already talked about it. You keep doing what you know you're supposed to do. Yeah. You keep working at it. And it was crazy. Like for, for like two months, numbers weren't changing. 
And then all of a sudden one day, like I didn't just get past that wall. I shattered that wall. And it was like that thing that was uh, unobtainable for me, yeah. like within a course of a couple of weeks, that number wasn't even on the paper anymore. It wasn't right. even the warm up set. Like I, 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 w I didn't just creep past it. I yeah. blew past it. And it yeah. was like, man, there was just this wall that I kept yeah. running into, kept running into, kept running into. And then all of a sudden one day I didn't do anything different. Nothing changed. Mm -hmm. It was just the consistency of doing what I knew I was supposed to do. Eventually that wall shattered only for me to run into a new wall. Hey. And and I think that's life. Yeah. Like life life is going to be a series of you get stuck. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. It's not because you've been doing something wrong. It's not because, mm. you know, God's mad at you or something. It's it's part of life. And this is this is your growth opportunity. Yeah. And and you may hit that wall for a, a week, a month, a year, 10 years. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know the timetable. Uh, but you hit that wall, but you can you continue to do what you know you're supposed to do. You're consistent with it. And eventually you're going to see you shatter through that wall. Yeah. Get encouraged, get excited. Then when you hit the next wall, understand this is just a wall. Yeah. And you, you mentioned, so being stuck for so long and then you finally got your breakthrough. What did that do for you? Like, how oh, did that man. feel? What did that do for your, your emotional state? My ego was like, <laughs> like, I couldn't fit my head through the door. It was just like, like, cause it felt so good. Cause yeah. I, literally. So I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but like literally my, my, my squat went up a hundred pounds in, uh, in like a week oh, or, that or two weeks. Intense. Like it was just, and it was, it was like, all of a sudden it was like, I know I could not do this number a month yeah. ago. And now it's just like, yeah. So, I mean, I was cocky yeah. and I was excited <laughs> and it, it gave me confidence in other areas of my life. And it was, it was beautiful. It was so much fun. Yeah. And it just, it reminds me like, so that was, that was a big win for you, but it, it just, brings to mind the thought of remembering the little victories and celebrating even the little wins. Yeah. Because even when you're, you, you mentioned earlier, if you're trying to walk a mile and you've only gone 10 feet, are you stuck? Does that count as being stuck? And my answer is no, it's, you're not stuck because you're not in that same place. And yeah. so realizing that the, the 10 feet is still a victory. It's yeah. still a little win. It is still, still progress, progress towards your goal. Yeah. So it's recognizing those wins in the moment, but also remembering. And your family has a really cool tradition about remembering. And I don't think we've mentioned it on the podcast, but. No, so uh, we take it straight from scripture. Um, if, if you thought I did anything that was not uh, from the Bible, like that's just <laughs> my only answer to life is just if it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Uh, and so in the Bible, uh, Israel is actually instructed to keep uh, memorial stones. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's it's there's one stone from each of the tribes uh, and it's from the, I think it's the Jordan River. Um, I could be getting the rivers mixed up, but it's, uh, they crossed on, on dry ground. Before they, they left, God told them, pick up one of those stones and, and create this memorial mm -hmm. of these stones from the dry riverbed that shouldn't have been a dry riverbed. And so it's just this idea of, and it, the scripture even says, like, when your children ask you, yeah. why do we have this pile of rocks? Uh, this is what you're supposed to tell them. And so my wife and I, we took that into practice like 10 years ago. Uh, so we actually have a jar in our house. Uh, we call it our memorial stones jar. Uh, and we, we update it on the regular. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure what's the latest thing that was added to it. It's it, it was probably something medical. I think there's like a um, like a, a emergency room wristband mm. that's in there right now, um, amongst all the other stuff. But like my wife's uh, citizenship documentation is in there because that's like that was a long journey that we we're yeah. praying and we we saw miracle after miracle happen with it. Um, my my 
each of my children's uh, like the little tag from when they're born mm-hmm. uh, is in there. Uh, we've got some stuff from uh, Bennett's emergency room visit from my son fell out of the second story window of our house, landed on a cement slab That's such a crazy story. Um, and rushed him to the emergency room just for the doctors to look at us like we were crazy. Yeah. Like they're like, uh, he fell into a bush and we're like, there are no bushes. It's mm-hmm. cement. And they're like, and he landed on his feet on his head. Mm-hmm. And he had like this tiny little scratch on the back of his ear. Uh, that proved that he had actually it's fallen. So wild. Uh, but yeah. like, there's he was completely fine. Well, I mean, he's kind of a weird kid, but uh, <laughs> he's supposedly perfectly fine he's, from he's the fall. Brilliant. He's brilliant. Uh, but there's uh, like key from our first home uh, is in there. Uh, there was a total miracle from God. Like there, there's all these little moments from our lives mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, God did something. God showed up. We we got this victory. We got this answer to prayer. Yeah. Um, and so we don't want to forget it. Yeah. So we, we put it in this jar and every once yeah. in a while, you know, somebody will come over to the house and be like, that's a really weird because the jar keeps getting bigger because we keep adding new things to it. Uh, and it's like, man, that's what is that? And we can actually just pull it out and pull out random yeah. items and be like, this is this is God's journey in our life. I love that. And I, I think that's that's so important. So whether you're going to do it on a big scale or a little scale of, you know, doing an entire memorial jar or just journaling or yeah. a simple prayer, I think that recognizing those moments of, of wins and victories and yeah. miracles occurring yeah. It's going to be so key when you are feeling stuck yeah. is, is remembering those little things, remembering yeah. the little victories. Yeah. Yeah. I think my, the moral of, of the story, we'll, we'll wrap up with this, is you're not as stuck as you think you are mm. uh, because there's always hope. Yeah. Like you're not stuck alone. Where like, there's life, there's hope. Yeah. And so, you know, there's progress to be made. Yep. And, and will it will it look the way you want it to look? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, we're not guaranteed that, you know, every everything's going to end in a W. Right. So being uh, a Christian doesn't mean my life's going to be perfect. No, no. Mm-hmm. What okay. we're guaranteed okay. is that when everything ends, it's going to be a W. Like and that that's the difference. Like people are looking for these little moments where it's like, well, God did this thing and God did this thing. No, Jesus died on the cross for yep. you. Like when this life is over, you got a better one waiting. Yes, that like it's, it, that's what we have. We have eternity. Yep with God where there's no more tears, there's no more sickness, there's no more disease, there's complete healing, it's relationship with God, it's perfection, it's the new heaven, new earth. Like that's our hope, that, that's what we're working towards. And so in this life, you know, even in the momentary setbacks, even in the momentary things, I mean, what's 60 years, what's 80 years compared to eternity? Yes. Like, eternity is a very big number. Yep. Like I don't know where it ends. I'm pretty sure it doesn't, <laughs> right? Like that's the whole point. Spoiler. <laughs> but so uh, I just want to encourage you that that you're not as stuck as you think you are, right? You, you may feel stuck because you're comparing to the wrong things. You, you may feel stuck because let's face it, you, you just haven't been doing what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, and you may feel stuck just because you've hit a wall in your life and that's a normal process in life and keep doing what you're supposed to be doing and you'll break through it. Like you're stuck, but... I mean, it's, it's stuck like, well, I forgot to put the car in drive. Like mm. I'm, the car's parked. Okay. Yeah. We'll put it in drive and you'll be fine. Yep. Like just do what you're supposed to do. You'll get unstuck. Any closing thoughts or smart remarks? <laughs> I always have a smart <laughs> remark ready to go. Um, no, I would say if, if you're, if you're in that spot, if you're feeling stuck, just remember you're not as stuck as you think you are. Remember those little victories, shift your perspective yeah. and, and just, to see what God would have you to see in that moment and keep doing the right thing. So no, nothing to add. No smart remarks here. Trust in the goodness of God. Trust in the goodness of God. He is our hope. He's what we got. Beautiful. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Joni, for so hanging welcome. out with me. Uh, thank for you for this, having uh, me today. Beautiful episode of uh, how to get unstuck in life. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. We'll hope to see you on the next episode of Between Sermons. Take it easy.